he just came back from Thanksgiving with family, seeing precious life, not guaranteed next year, not guaranteed tomorrow. Some of you might be, this morning might be actually afraid to die, afraid of death. And this is a time, this is a song that just really stirs us up a little bit. You say, you know what, I got to be at peace with myself. I got to be at peace with my life. I got pe- I got to be at peace with what God has given me, the lot that has been cast for me. I got to be at peace. It is well with my soul. So this morning, if any of you are facing any kind of, of just fear, whatever that might be, might be that this morning you might have come back from family that you you got to be at peace with them. You got to have reconciliation. Come into the home. Boy, the song is so so powerful. It is well. It is well with my soul. It starts with the heart. It's the heart issue. It's where things start happening. Things start coming to pass. Supernatural things start to occur when you start changing your life and just follow God, trust God. I don't see, I don't see the way, I don't see how this is going to go, but God, I trust you. Your promises are in here that you're going to take care of it. You're a healer. God, I trust you. It is well with my soul. So God, I pray for every need in here this morning. God, any, any type of fear in the mind, Lord God, in the name of Jesus, Lord God. God, I pray right now, Lord God, that you bring, break those strongholds in the name of Jesus, God, and just bring an atmosphere of peace this morning, Lord God. We thank you, God, that you are a God of peace, Lord. God, in one moment we were afraid to die, but you came into our lives. God, and now we're excited for the future. We're excited because we know we're blessed coming and we're blessed going, Lord. In the name of Jesus, Lord God, we thank you, God, for this time of worship. God, what you've done, Lord God, and the atmosphere that you've cut, you've created for us, God, by bringing the Holy Spirit, Lord God, in this room, Lord, to touch our lives, Lord God, in the name of Jesus. Everybody said, thank you all so much. Thank you, worship team. That was an awesome, awesome job bringing us into the throne room of God. So this morning, I got the privilege to fill in for Pastor as he's uh, chilling in Georgia in the nice weather. So jealous, man. It's so cold out there, and they're like in the 60s. I don't know. They got it, they got it made in the shade. And then they got the, the, the world's greatest associate slash youth pastor to cover for them. And so, <laughs> hey, I, I got to... <laughs> I'm the only one that can compliment myself, so, so I gotta gotta take the opportunity. Just playing around. So it's so good to be with you all this morning. Those of you that join online, so glad that you're with us this morning. So we all have a good Thanksgiving. So much food. I was almost worried when I put on the shirt because it felt a little bit tighter than usual. I was like, oh my! And it felt like I just ate the whole entire week. I'm blessed because my, both my parents and my in-laws, they lived in the same area, so we were like back and forth, and everywhere we went, there was food and, and snacks and <laughs> cookies and pie, and we were always eating, and, and uh, 
And then the next morning, I'd wake up hungry and eat again. <laughs> Just uh, last week, we got ourselves a new little kitty cat. His name is, is uh, Griffin. So um, my oldest daughter named him after the Danny Griffith show. It was Griffith. So uh, we call him Griffin. And so it was his first time um, staying at home alone. And so I was kind of worried, like, oh, man, like, I hope he uses the litter box. And <laughs> so it wasn't too bad when he got home. He took care of himself pretty good. So we're excited. My girls are excited about having a new little pet. And, and it's just a fun. Life is so good. And God, how, how he creates those things, these domesticated animals, cats and dogs that can love on you. Some animals like raccoons and possums, and that you know, we just can't domesticate. They're wild animals, and, and uh, pretty, pretty crazy. So, I don't know if Roger's having some raccoons, raccoons, he might have some coons out around. <laughs> Who knows? Probably a deer farm. But it's just awesome. Life is just such a beautiful thing. And over this time of Thanksgiving, I just had the simple thought of being thankful for family. And that's my title, just thankful for family. You might think, how are you going to preach with that? Just being thankful. How, how is that going to impact my life? And I thought the same thing too. I was like, I don't know where I'm going to go with that. Until I opened up the Word of God and it just seemed like God was just speaking and, and showing me how important it is to have this thankful mindset, this thankful attitude in our lives, and anything we do, anywhere we go, whatever happens in our lives, that there's being thankful, the spirit of thankfulness, the people that we meet, the families that we're born into, it's so important to have this just like the song that we sing, it is well with my soul, just to be at peace. Say, thank you, God. Even though my uncle or my cousin or somebody brought up politics, everybody started throwing rolls and flipping tables, and what? You don't say the word Trump. Yeah, you don't say the word Biden. <laughs> All the chaos breaks loose. Somebody grudges up something from your past. God, why did you bring that up? That was a long time ago. Life can be chaotic. Family can be chaotic. But those are the moments that God works in our lives and show His supernatural abilities in our lives and surprises us. So there's been a lot of things in my life. We heard testimonies last week. Things that happened in our lives that we weren't expecting. I don't know where Keith is at, but I, I doubt if he was expecting a stroke. One day it just changed, changed his life, but God healed him. God saved him, saved his life. You and I, we have testimonies like this. These are the things that we hear. This is a beautiful part about being thankful for not just your your own family, but your church family, that people 
have testimony after testimony to help hold your arms up when you're going through situations, when the doctor is giving you a bad report. Somebody that's going to stand and fight and have your back. I, I, I want to be in a church, and I hope you do too, where people have your back and not be stabbing you in the back. I know we can grumble and complain. There's a lot of complaints that goes on in, in church life, starting from the worship. Well, if they would only play these songs, but if we would just have this and that, if the pastor would just do this, all these complaints. If you just start seeing them, you can start seeing the gaps and saying, you know what? I'm not going to call on pastor this time and say, we need this and that. I'm going to say, hey, God showed me this and I'm willing. I'm going to be willing to stand in that gap. I want I want to help. I want to see my church thrive. I don't want to see my pastor do it by himself, carry all the weight. I want to be with him. I don't want to see a family that, that maybe is facing a tragedy go through it by themselves, facing financial problems. It's a beautiful part about family. And when they start following God over their own opinions, over their own thinking, the more united, the more strong, the more powerful iron sharpens iron. And we become. So that's thankful for family. I found it pretty interesting in Ephesians chapter 1, verse 16, almost every epistle that Paul wrote. I just had to throw this, this up there if you, if you got it. You know, it's, it's okay. It's not going to be like the, the main scripture, but just for you to know, Paul, every, everything he's writing, he's saying, hey, I'm thankful for you. I'm thankful for my church family. I'm thankful for the believers, my brothers and sisters in Christ. I'm thankful. I'm not stop giving thanks for you, remembering you in my prayers. Just a, probably just a month ago, Courtney was having, well, it was two months ago, probably. I was a month old already, and time goes so fast. But, and she was ready to have Isaac. The doctors had found some serious heart issues. Didn't know what to do because this type of surgeries you just can't do giving birth. And there was such a darkness that came over our house because everything was going good. And then all of a sudden you have these life-changing issues. A death was covering the house and it was just like such an oppression. One night, Courtney and I were talking and praying together. And God just said, you know, I want you guys to start praying like you never prayed before because I want to show you some things, the power of prayer when you're united together. So we just started praying. We created our own little prayer meetings. We didn't go and tell a bunch of people yet what was going on in our lives. We were still, the doctors were still trying to figure out one doctor was saying that it, it was heart failure and a serious thing, and she needed to be admitted in the hospital right then and there. And 
to go in. They'd get all these doctors to come in, do all these tests, and like, you know what? We're not too for sure what's going on. You know how it is. Some of some of you are just, just you have things wrong with you, and the doctors just always think they got it figured out, and they say, "Well, we're not too for sure. There's things going on." It's like, really? What are you? You're scaring me here. What's going on? Anyways, we started praying, and, and God just really started started uh, really speaking to me, and I started having this this, this longing. And I I told Courtney this. I was like, Courtney, man, I just wish there was somebody in our lives, just like back home, a family back home that would just come and speak over your lives, over our lives when we were facing issues. It was it's not a complaint to the church because we're in a new territory. We were there for 15 years, and, and Quincy is a long time to build relationships, friendships, knowing people. So don't take this as a hit at all or a complaint. I just said, I just wish somebody would just, just speak over us. It seems like every time we get into these things, there's always somebody that gives us a good word. Georgia was screaming. She was she was scared, and uh, so I went and laid with her. And I just happened to turn on YouTube, and there was evangelist that he does not know me. I don't know him. It's just somebody I just always kind of just watch from time to time, and he had a new new message out. And I looked at the date, and it was the same date that Courtney and I she was admitted into the hospital. I started playing it, and just from about maybe maybe 10 seconds into this thing, he stops his whole message, and he says, God has given me a name. And he, he says, I, I, there's people all over the world watching, and he says, so I, I'm hoping I'm pronouncing it right. And he says, your name, Konauer, Konar, has come to my mind, and he says this, he says, God says he has located you and heard your prayer. I'm telling you, my friends, <laughs> that's no coincidence. That's no coincidence. That is God at work. And that's what makes me so thankful for God's family, for somebody standing up. Standing up and saying, you know what, brother? God has, I'm scared to death because God has given me a word. And I'm going to speak it into your life. He could have kept going. He could have ignored that. And, oh, man, I don't want to get into that. Some of you probably get offended. And, oh, God doesn't work like that. But it spoke into our lives. It encouraged us. And then Courtney went back to the doctor. The doctors really looked over it well. And they're like, you know what? What we thought was the problem we don't see. You're okay. You can go back to the your regular hospital, or you can have it here at the Rush Hospital. You can make the choice. It was a beautiful thing, and today, man, we're we got a testimony on how God brought us through, how pe- God used people in our lives to encourage us, 
And we told the church people, we told, told the board what was going on. They didn't sit back and rub my shoulders. Oh, okay, let's. And they started praying. And let's pray. Let's believe God's healing. That's a family that's got your back. a slide here. It's pretty interesting. Even though she's, how many of you have ever seen this? It's on Google. I, I didn't, I'm not that, that great of a speaker to like create all this stuff, but this is right off Google. You can just Google it. Ancestral mathematics. It seems legit. It seems good. But you can see just for you to be created over a 400 year span took 4,000 and 94 ancestors in your life for you to be possible. One little glitch in the system. (laughs) One little freak accident down the line could have changed the course of your life. This is how much you matter in life. This is how important you are to God. You are not here by accident, even though that mommy and daddy might have told you well, you're an accident, child. Oops, oopsie. <laughs> God has a plan and a purpose for your life. You're important. Your family. Whether you can look back and say, man, I've been abused, I've been beat, I came from a broken, divorced home. These are the things that hopefully God speaks to you. Hopefully you can say, you know what? I'm not going to break my vows with my wife, my God and and wife. I'm not going to do that to my family. God helps us. God shapes us through those. But we can easily be stuck in the past. We can always look at the negatives. Why me? Why this Look at the Maurice's family. Have a son that dies. They could have just sat in regrets. But as a friend, I can look back and say, man, God blesses God. God sent a daughter in your life. It's incredible. God can take away and he can replace. I, I got a new brother. My my brother died of cancer and now I got a new brother-in-law. I could just say, oh man, it's just going to steal the other students. Say, no man, I'm, I'm blessed. I'm blessed. I'm blessed. I got treasure in heaven. Got more blessings. Got another friend, another brother. God says He's going to take your other son. He's going to do things that you've never dreamed of. What you've been praying for is He's going to do more than what you've ever prayed for, brother. I'm telling you, you're going to see your son serving Jesus in ways that you've never seen possible. I speak that over you. Fill in my heart. It's just the Holy Spirit at work in our lives. Thank you, God. 
look back at the past at peace. I can't can't blame God anymore. I gotta be at peace as well with my soul. Slide number two. Oh, there's a Mayflower compact. We wouldn't be possible today. We'd probably be in bondage. We'd probably be under heavy persecution. If I would have just spoke that in church, they would, you probably would have rose up and took me out and burned me at the stake. And I believe it's just not. But a group of people were tired of being persecuted. They wanted to worship God. They wanted to they, they wanted the Holy Spirit to just move freely. And the church needed some reforming. And every time they acted, they would get persecuted, burn at the stake. It was terrible. It was so bad that they had to find a, a way. You know what? There, there is no way possible we can fight the strongest army of the world. So here, this group of people come over on the Mayflower. They have this compact. Now listen to this. This is what I like. Is it's kind of kind of neat. Usually, when you and I are looking for something, it, it, it's a lot of times it involves money, involves something that you know is better than what we have now. But this new land, this new opportunity, they were seeking. In this compact, they weren't talking about, oh, we want this rich land, this farmland, this beautiful place and that's got gold and diamonds and silver and coal. You know, there's so much we can do here. Now, listen, listen to this. I'm, I'm just, this, I, I haven't taken any words out, but I'm just kind of, I'm, I'm not going to read the whole thing. But here we go. Having undertaken, this is the Mayflower Compact, having undertaken for the glory of God the advancement of the Christian faith and honor of our king and country, a voyage to plant the first colony in northern parts of Virginia, do by these presents, that is by this legal document and charter, solemnly and mutually in the presence of God and one of another, covenant and combine ourselves together into a civil body this is our family, our ancestors. They came to worship God, find a place to worship God without being persecuted. To worship God freely, it's a beautiful heritage that you and I are in. Now, we can, we can look at that. We, we, you and I, we don't understand slavery and how it all works, how, how it worked, how it was a way of life. So we can look at all these negatives and, oh, they brought this and that in. And, you know, man, I'm so thankful that my country, we work through all these problems together as a family. Slide number three, I think you know this guy, Abraham Lincoln. Another part of our American family came up with a Thanksgiving proclamation. Now, therefore, I, Abraham Lincoln, President of the United States, do hereby appoint and set apart the last Thursday in November 
as a day which I desire to be observed by all fellow citizens, wherever they may then be, as a day of thanksgiving and a pra- praise to the Almighty God. So this is our heritage. This is our family. This is what we're a part of. Abraham Lincoln went on fight a civil war. He, he was a loser. Lost so many elections. Should have given up. But he became a president at a time where the whole country was divided. It was in utter chaos. And not only did he bring the country back together, but abolished slavery and moved us into one of the, the best Ages that you and I have ever seen before. There's no other country like America. Something to be thankful for. December 1st, we're going to have an anniversary for the next girl that's going to be up here. Rosa Parks. How many knows the story of Rosa Parks? Setting the bus in the wrong place. It was illegal. It was by law. She had to sit in the back of the bus. So she gets arrested for breaking the law because she was tired. She knew it wasn't right. She could have easily said, oh, you know what, let's just abide by the law. Let's just do this. It's it's the law. It's what's right. Let's just Everybody be okay. We'll just we'll sit in the back. We'll we'll do it. No problem. I'm tired of this. It's not right. And that arrest led to such a mighty movement. That it made America today better. Because of people like her. People like the president's leaders that come up and, and stand and say, you know what? I, I'm at all odds. I'm against all odds. What is God bringing a country boy into the city? Speaking to a group of city folks. What, what do I have? I'm at all odds. I, I, I don't relate to city folks. I like the country. Somehow God had sent me here. Just like you, you have a story that God has used you. And you're saying, man, why, why are you using me? I don't know. I don't know these things. But a simple stand changed the course. A simple decision changed the course of history. why I'm so thankful for family. So thankful for families that have stood up on our behalf, on your behalf when you're maybe diagnosed with something that was pretty grim and your family said, oh no, you come here, man. Come here, brother. We're going to pray for you. We're going we're gonna to stop 
Genesis chapter 18, verses 11 through 14. Talking about the story of Abraham. This is another family that's in chaos. God speaking to Abraham, saying, Abraham, I'm going to make you a father of many nations. I'm going to bless you. I'm going to give you a son. impossible. So Abraham gets his, or tells Sarah, and Sarah's like, hey, honey, you go out and sleep with my maid. This is the only way possible that we're going to have a child, have an heir. So he goes out and impregnates slave woman in Hagar. God comes to him she says, no. It's not what I told you. I said, I'm going to make you and your wife. You're going to have, your wife is going to have a child. So listen to this, that Abraham and Sarah were already very old, and Sarah was past the age of childbearing. So Sarah laughed to herself as she thought, after I'm wore out and my Lord is old, will I now have this pleasure? Then the Lord said to Abraham, well, why did Sarah laugh and say, will I really have a child? Now that I'm old, is anything too hard for the Lord? I will return to you at the appointed time next year, and Sarah will have a son. Is there anything too difficult for the Lord? That can be translated difficult into wonderful. Is there anything too wonderful for the Lord? We don't really realize in this message that God was getting ready to bring the dead back to life. He was getting ready to bring a dead womb back to life. That's the kind of God that you and I serve, and that's why the, the Christian faith is so powerful, and, and, and our families together, we can do great and mighty accomplishments for the kingdom of God, because we serve a living God, a God that brings dead things to life, and he has the Son. circumstance in your life, you can just say, can God really heal me from seizures? Is there anything too hard for the Lord? Can God really, can, can, can my mind be set free of anxiety and panic attacks? Is there anything too hard for the Lord? starts bringing 
into order. So Sarah gets upset with the maidservant. She gets pregnant, and then she starts to see all this good. Takes her out of the house. Hagar's on the run. God comes down and says, what, what's going on? So much that all of a sudden it revealed, it's revealed to me that, you know, this, this God that has come to me is a God that sees. Has God ever revealed anything to you? Or is he, you know, man, he's a God that sees, a God that hears. With Abraham taking his son Isaac to sacrifice. Testing him. Okay, are you really a man of faith? And just as he was about ready to drive the knife to his son to sacrifice him, God sent a rain. And at that moment, this is the God that provides. It's a revelation. I hope this morning, I hope throughout life that you and I. We're not just stuck. Stuck in a place where we don't see God really do much in our lives. See what it took for Abraham Lincoln, what it took for, for Rosa Parks, what it took for the people in the Mayflower, for that compact to be signed, for Abraham to be a father of nations. He had to get out of the box. He had to make that decision that I, I'm going to follow God and it's going to require me to make a move, to make a risk, to take risks. I might have to sell my home. I might have to, to move. I might have to do something that I'm scared to death to do. decisions to change the course of history that's affected you and I this very day. When we make decisions to follow God, these decisions impact our futures, our families, generations to come. My children talk about a father. Man, Dad was a nut. He was crazy. But man, he loved Jesus. He taught us about Jesus. And I'm thankful for that. It's impartation in our life. You wouldn't know Jesus without family, without somebody around your life that told you something, that planted that seed in your life. Worth a team can't come back up. 
impartation. The ability to give unto others that which God has given to us. God uses you and I, the church, our family, to pass on, pass on the spiritual gifts. When I got filled with the Holy Ghost, the evidence of speaking in other tongues, it was at a revival. An evangelist said, hey, if anybody wants this, he preached about it. Sunday mornings. I know there's more to this. I want this boldness to do more work for the community, for for the kingdom of God. I just went up there with a simple hunger. God filled me with the Holy Ghost. All of a sudden, it started turning into these streams flowing down in, in Springfield, and then all of a sudden, it was going out to all of the America, and then it went all over the world. So she began to pray, God, I don't know what this vision is. I don't know what you're trying to speak, but God, I so be it. Let it be. And shortly after that, Fellowship, the Assemblies of God, the headquarters moved into Springfield on that very property because she had this vision. And today, even our church, we support many missionaries. Nearly many missionaries go to Springfield to get trained and go all over the world to preach the gospel, to share the gospel. says when she was seeking the Holy Spirit God had me die out to the opinions of my church before he could baptize me with the Holy Spirit my friends this morning it's time to die to the ways of this world to the opinions of this church it's time to step out I'm I want, I want to do something for God. And God has given you gifts, many gifts, the gifts of the Holy Spirit to embolden you, to empower you to preach the gospel, to speak over. Speak over your family. Devil, I'm not going to let you have my son. I'm not going to let you have my daughter. 
in the name of Jesus. I'm not going to let the doctors tell me, put an expiration date on my life. God might be speaking to you this morning. You're feeling that call in your life. And you're saying, I'm too old, I can't do that, I don't have the energy. It's time to step out in faith. Time to rise up. Make the decision, change the course of history. Don't be the same way you came into this church. So this morning, if you need a healing in your life, God's your healer. He wants to heal you. He wants to break free these chains that have oppressed you and has been. I've kept you in shackles. He wants to save you if you're here and don't know Jesus as your personal to speak to you. You can say, He's a God that hears. He's heard my prayers. He's a God that heals. He's a God that speaks. That's never going to happen until we take action. Until we make the decision, I want to follow God. I can stay here comfortable in my chair and just be at peace and go back home and do the same same things over and over. We can say, I'm standing at my feet. I don't want to be the same. I don't care if I'm old. I don't care if I'm a teenager. I can be a David. I can, as you're old, I can be an Abraham. God can still say, man, what faith does this guy have? can use you to change the community. This morning, I want to pray with you. If there's anything in your life that's going to make this simple, that you want God, speak in your life. If you want God's healing in your life, start making your way up to the front. I cast out any kind of COVID. So now we're free and clear. Don't be worried about germs. Don't let that thing, don't don't let those mind games keep you from making a decision this morning. Come up and let God begin to do a work in your life. Have a revelation in your life that's going to literally shake you. If you, get, if you have a family that needs to reconcile, come up. We're going to pray for a reconciliation to happen in your family. So when you go back for Christmas, you're going to see a change in the atmosphere. In Jesus' mighty name. Thank you, Lord. For